What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosted on Anchor, you can also distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So I challenge you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I know you're going to dig this. Welcome to the End Zone Club, where we have conversations that are designed to push you from walking in potential to fulfilling your purpose and introducing, introducing, introducing our host, Anthony Mitchell. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Anthony Mitchell. Just wanted to say that we have some company today, meaning I got a special guest who's going to keep it hot, flavorful. But before I introduce him, I do have to say, whatever platform you were streaming this podcast from, please give us a like, a share, a rate, a subscription. Help us to get this content out to the four corners of the world. But before we do so, we got to hear from our sponsors. So stay tuned. This is an extreme transparent moment for me. I am working out after I had my last baby. Just in a few short weeks, baby will turn one. It took nine months to create her and nurture her in my body. And it's taken almost one year to get back in my ideal shape. So come along with me on this journey as I return to healthy, wealthy, and wise. Welcome back. Well, it brings me great joy to introduce to my audience a young man whose light is shining brightly in the community as a mentor, teacher, coach, minister, and overall good person. Help me in welcoming to the microphone none other than Mr. Donald Aaron. Dr. Brother, how you doing, sir? What's going on, my brother? I'm glad to be here. Glad, glad to be able to speak amongst the people and share my life experiences, man. 
Good, good. So I know it's been a minute since you and I have had a chance to lock in with much conversation, but bro, take a second to catch our listeners up with who you are and what you do. Okay, my name is Donald Aaron. I'm from Foxworth, Mississippi. Um, what I do, I do a variety of things now. Uh, I coach at West Mary High School. I do um, assistant coach for the West Mary High School for the boys. And I do junior high girls as well. I do JV boys. I teach at the junior high, eighth grade junior high for Cyber, Cyber Foundations too. Um, I'm a minister along with my dad. He's a pastor at New Harvest Worship Center in Columbia, Mississippi. And um, I'm one of those guys, man, that loves sports. I love, I'm a basketball fanatic, love, love basketball. Uh, that kind of like something that kind of modeled my life, you know, throughout time in variety a variety of ways that we're gonna deep we're gonna delve into in a few but other than that man um i'm also um a person that loves to go work out uh that's like a therapy session for me <laughs> you know working with the kids whatnot but those are a few things that i just love to do you know you kind of set me up for my next question when you talked about how you like to hoop because I kind of thought you were casually going to mention that you were the toughest basketball assignment that I ever faced <laughs> but just in case any of your students are listening I had to put that out there but to be real I always wanted to hear the backstory on how you developed into the ball player that you were well I had grew up in a neighborhood with great basketball players like uh, Marco Freelitz. I got to give him a shout out. Um, and some of my relatives that's around the way. Also, one person that mentored me that everybody familiar with is um, Todd Daniels. Um, he stayed not too far from me mm -hmm. in Foxworth, so I always kind of watched him, watched how he worked out. You know, that's a home hometown hero for us, you know. Of course, I love Michael Jordan and, you know, grew up on Allen Iverson and things like that. But when it comes to, like, just in the neighborhood, Todd Daniels really kind of modeled my game. And I, I watched him. I studied him. And uh, he used to uh, break me off pretty good. Um, but instead of just, you know, leaving oh. off pride, what I did was I asked him, like, what are you doing? How do you do these moves or how you pull these jump shots off for how you explode to the rim or whatever like that. And I took those things and, and added to my game. So each one, teach one. That's important, really, honestly, to have mentorship and to be in a position where we can be honest about it. Because, you know, no matter how good you are at something, somebody had to have poured into you. But I want to segue a little bit because as you got older, of course, we all who have seen you play knew you had a phenomenal crossover, quick first step. You could shoot, and most importantly, you weren't a selfish player. So a lot of people knew who you were because your game spoke for itself. And as people who know you as a player are aware of and still talk about it to this day, who was that one guy that was placed in front of you as a challenge that made you dig deeper into your toolbox and made you give them all you had? Oh, man, Tori Crumity. <laughs> from Dexter High School, he was the most important okay. person that I, I I never met somebody that was quicker than I was, or probably could jump higher than I could. And he uh, and I heard so much about him, but when I first played against him, he made me believe. So 
that after uh -huh. the first time we played, I really had to lock in. You know, you ever had just no sleepless nights or, you know, you you were so anxious mm. to play to, to just compete. He was one of those people that I was I got ready for every single night. There were others too, but he was the first one that I really I really needed to give me a second. I really needed to um you know take on the challenge. And he brought the best out of me. I remember another name you probably have forgotten, but I have it, and that's Monte Ellis. Oh, Monte? Well, Monte was a little bit younger than I was. Okay. Uh-huh. That was, uh, now, who he challenged and who he played against was, uh, was Oscar Rayford. Gotcha. So, yeah, but I did watch him live, man. It I wanted to start off first talking about basketball because I felt like all for sports was something we shared, but there was something about you that was more evident the older we got, especially as we went from high school into college. And that was basketball was what you did, but it wasn't who you were. Yes. You know where I'm going with this? Yes. Yeah, man. You want me to, uh, <laughs> you want me to expound on that? you don't mind oh well of course that's something that i really loved right but when i transitioned from high school to college i really didn't get too many offers which it kind of sucked at the time and you know i tried out for various um teams whatever but the thing was it was one or two things I, i'm looking for a guard that's six four six five that was one thing Another thing was is that, well, we already got a state team. I know PRC actually had like a team that had won the previous year and they were trying to repeat. And I said, well, they ain't really have no no place to put me in. Then I, uh, after PRC going to junior college, I went to William Carey and I tried out with some people, Eric Fortenberry, Jonathan Sims. It was a couple of us thought we were going to make the team and I played along with them, but you know, they didn't add us either so by that time it's like you know it was frustrating because that's something i really love to do but it's, it's just like okay lord what else it's something else that you want me to do something i love to do but you, at the same time you want me to do your will as well so that's how i got to the point now of as i'm gonna continue on with this conversation as now that um I always wonder why I love basketball so much. Cause look, man, I I, I got I still got VCR tapes <laughs> of <laughs> some of my favorite basketball players. I still got basketball cards. You know, I have bought the jump soles, the shoes that make you jump higher. I did all these things, right? Yeah, when it seemed like it was taken away from me, God God rerouted me into a way that. I didn't think because when I went to school for a major, I wanted to be in sports medicine or physical therapy, whatever. But I know William Carey didn't offer that, and they had like coaching, whatnot. And I was like coaching and teaching—that's something that I really didn't want to do. But that was something that was all always in me to do. So, uh, I, you know, I accepted it and I did it, whatnot. And 
and God had dealt with me in dreams about coaching. It's it's a funny thing now as I look back at it that I was coaching at West Marion. You know, I don't know if it's just assistant or just head coach. Wow. That's where I'm at right now. You know, I did East Marion. I said, Lord, you showed me West Marion, though. Uh, so a few years after that, I came back to West and get and give back. And I really and I became assistant coach at West and started coaching at West. And pretty much everything I've been taught and I've applied, I'm trying to instill these into these kids today. And they know that, too. <laughs> you know, talking about sacrifices, I'm going to go in backwards order now because, man, you led me here to a different part of my questioning. But it says, you know, talking about sacrificing, it's always been ironic to me that for every person, every relationship or every job or anything that we thought we lost, God has a tendency to replace it with something better. Yeah. One of the better things that I did notice, and you kind of talked about it, that God placed in your life is an opportunity for you to return to the same high school that you came from and to coach the next generation of student athletes. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yeah, man. Yeah. One thing about it in this new generation now, I will say it's a, it's a more challenging thing because everything's convenient. Everything's in the, you know, in the palm of my hands now. And uh, everything's like a microwave society when it comes to the kids. But we, what I have to do as a mentor and as a coach and as a teacher is kind of walk them through uh, the process of sacrifice. Because I tell them a lot of times, I'm like, man, I, I spent hours of the game of basketball like my folks had to make me come inside because i'm still shooting ball from 12 one o'clock at night working trying try to perfect mm. my shot or try to perfect a move or you know or watching or learning a game whatnot and that you know those things take those intangible things may seem small to people but those things are very important especially film i was a big person on film still a big person on film today and as the old saying goes he said, the bird's eye don't lie. So, uh -oh. watching it from a view of, I didn't really just watch, when I watched film of myself, I really didn't watch, okay, I made, you know, made this shot, I did this move, oh, this highlight. I, don't get me wrong, I watched the good. The bad and the ugly, too, and the things I did want to see that make you cringe, but at the same time, you watch that, you correct that, and you become better. And that's the biggest thing for them, not just for just a game of basketball. Because when, when I teach them and mentor them, especially with coaching, I said, for me, this is bigger than basketball. I said, I'm trying to instill like principles in y'all, morals in y'all, integrity. Character is a big thing now. And, and learning the skills that need to, you know, need to be taught or for the kids to be, you know, to be like a sponge for the wisdom and information I'm ready to, share, you know, to share with them, that they can tackle tackle the things on whatever career they may be nursing, welding, uh, whatever they uh, need to be. But they will be, you know, groomed and developed during the time, their early ages, to the point where when they go go on to the world, they be like, man, I'm ready for this because look, me transition from from high school to college. Man, it it, it <laughs> there was a wake up call for me. I'm to teach those kids, I'm like, look, I'm a, I'm gonna plant this seed in you. 
Mm-hmm. So when when that time comes, then you will know, like, okay, Coach Aaron did say say this, or he did teach me this, or mm-hmm. when it comes to the kids, cause I'm big on the kids, man, because giving back, you know, we come from a community where, you know, we had teachers and coaches, whatever, not throwing no shots at anybody like that, but I just feel not like I, I'm just more, I'm, I'm passionate and have zeal to the point where I'm trying to give them the best opportunities possible, just like me and Coach Newsom, we coach together. We talk to people, you know, it's big, you know, you understand how big it is about connections and knowing people Sir. and whatever to to help these kids, man. Because if we don't do that, especially with a, uh, a technology era we in, we can send film with a, you know, in seconds, you know, send footage in seconds to the point where we can get these kids to the best positions of colleges or you know majors or whatever it is possible so that's that's what i'm passionate about man it's like and, and there, there there are times that i i might have even sacrificed more time at the practice or at school or you know might pull away from the curriculum maybe a little bit to help them you know teach them about real life things so it's like you know he kind of had like you say segue or you know kind of you know tie things together that's the most important thing right now there's nothing wrong with you know the curriculum that we have whatever but at the same time we want these kids not to be you know to be shocked or, or unprepared for what's ahead of them and i think honestly that's a part of the conversation a lot of people are afraid to have with young people it's like you can be gifted but you also have to be the right person to walk through this door and i can tell that god placed the right man in position as you're mentoring these kids but just real quickly have you had that moment as you're coaching and you look up in the stands and you see your mom and dad cheering you on have you had that surreal moment yet yeah i actually have man and you know even better they they come to the game and support me coaching and everything like that so and that's the biggest thing too even to this day they still support whatnot so uh and you know i don't have kids of my own anything like that but the key kids know because i came up from that you know from parents that that encourage and support and love you whatever like that i do the same things for those kids even if their parents come or not i, I try to be their bigger cheerleader you know there be you no know, don't get me wrong that there be times for a correction and i might have to get on to them at times but i i do it out of love because i don't want to see them you know in it in any harm's way or hurt or be so naive or gullible at the same time i don't want them putting down on themselves you know or discourage themselves whatever i'm big on like look we're gonna pick up for where we are we're gonna continue to move forward yes you're gonna turn the ball over yes you're gonna miss shots i say i tell them all the time curry miss shots jordan miss shots every know? once in a while <laughs> yeah every once in a while right. they miss they miss shots they turn the ball over they make mistakes they have mental breakdowns and you know uh you know defensive lapses whatever like that but they still gonna stay engaged as i said and th- that's the biggest thing for these kids now is that a lot of them it's a lot of peer pressure now you know it's a lot of things that we didn't think about probably till we got a little older it's, right. seem like it's just more advanced and sped up now so we really have to do the yeah, groundwork yeah. now and have certain conversations that you probably don't want to like our parents didn't really have to have for us maybe till later 
we, we really had to have those conversations with these kids like man going to elementary coming to junior high to high school it, it's that advanced now everything like everything uh, accelerated now you know so we don't want them to accelerate in that way we want them to accelerate you know in a positive way whatever but man that, that's still times to where like in a game when i'm coaching it brings me back when i was playing because i remember when uh I get all I, out of all the people that was in the bleachers, in the stands, whatever. It's only one vo voice out here. Come on. Wherever there are shadows, there are people ready to kick at the darkness until it bleeds daylight. I'm Rodney Olson, the host of the podcast Bleeding Daylight. Every week, I host inspirational guests from around the world who have overcome life's struggles and are making this world a better place. Hear how they've refused to let their past define their future on Bleeding Daylight, wherever you find podcasts or at bleedingdaylight.net. This is a blessing to even just have that, you know. Even for the kids that don't have that, I try to be that or... There may be some other parent or guardian be there that, you know, they do their part as well. So that that's very important, man. It really is. And I'm going to be honest, brother. I've never shared this with you, but my vision for you was for you to have gotten drafted by the Knicks. <laughs> Every once in a while, broken like a jersey, a signed jersey. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, you and Melo do your thing, but it was very more clear that God had a greater vision for you. And as I'm hearing you talking and, and just pouring out your heart, it blesses me. But I did want to know, as God began to make it very clear to you that he had a calling on your life, just real quickly, what was that process of transformation like? Man, I'm just going to be honest with you. I ran. I ran for a very long time. I ran. Um... I know the Lord been dealing with me with experiences, with conversations, with dreams, whatnot. But I ran. But it got to a point where everything that was convenient for me, everything that was comfortable for me, everything seemed like that was given to me. If I can pray about it or, you know, think of it, whatever. It just I just it felt like I just got put into a, you know, to a corner whatnot until i had to just submit because i got tired you ever see a, a hamster on the wheel just running and running and running on the wheel but it wasn't going anywhere i ran but i wasn't going anywhere i was pretty much, pretty much running in place so uh for me just loving ball whatever where i didn't have junior year in college it, it started i still didn't have that taste for it. you know i had a drive for it anymore because I really want to play, and I just kind of accept the fact, like, man, I'm, I'm trying and I'm working, and nothing seems to be happening for basketball. But the, at the same time, back in that's what like in 2007. But at the same time, God was dealing with, dealing with me, and that was the same year I received my salvation, that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. So that was a transition from that to. Man, it, it didn't take long for that. It wasn't enough that, okay, Lord, I, I received my salvation. That's it, you know. But no, nah, Lord had a bigger plan. And I remember one dream back in 2009. I'll never forget it, man. 
I was sitting in the uh, congregation, whatever, facing the preacher, whatnot. What, I sit way in the back. And he was preaching. I mean, he was preaching, man. He was preaching. But in the midst of his preaching and dream, as he was preaching, he stopped and he just looked at me. And his voice I never heard before, man. I can't even describe it. He pointed at me. He said, you supposed to been up here. Like a rowing. I can't even describe it. And it woke me out of my sleep, man. And ever since then, mm. I just had like sleepless nights. And it kind of made me think about the sleepless, sleepless nights I was having. My dad was having those same things before he received his call. And I'm like, Lord, how are you calling me? I know you're not calling me to do this. And, and you know, we have all type of excuses. Like, Lord, I can't really talk around people. I'm too shy. You know, I don't talk, you know, I don't talk well. I might have a speech impediment or I don't know what to say. All these things that God already had went before us and just dealt with. Yeah, I was like Moses, you know, or Jeremiah. I may be too yep. young, too young to do this. Man, no, he. But you were so in your I, mind, he called me. Right. So, um, I never forget. It was back around um, uh, April twenty fifth, two thousand ten, at noon. Man, I just said, and I just broke down. I said, Lord, whatever you call me to do, and I know what you're calling me to do, I'll do it. So. That I remember that us having basketball. that conversation. Yeah, that, that hunger for basketball and everything. Then I had a new desire. You know, don't get me wrong, still love ball. I still play to this day, but at the same time, it was that's when things began to transition. And you know, my it was a, a whole new focus, a whole new taste, a whole new desire. And that was really just doing the will of God. So I have a two part in one. I can preaching, teaching, whatever God had me to do for the will of God. And I also can enjoy the hobby and the thing that I was brought up on as well. And that's the game of basketball. And to me, it's so crazy how what you did corresponds with who you are, brother. I wish I had a whole lot more time because yeah. I've been at a feasting table eat steak, prime rib, and my vegetables. You've been Come giving on, me some man. good stuff. Um, just I want one sentence to answer this question. Okay. But I got two more questions for you. And I'm going to pull the curtains on this, and we're going to go our way. But it says, um, if nothing else that you hope to uh, your kids, the students, the kids that you mentor to, to get from you, what's that one thing you want those kids to gain from their time with being with you? Soak in like a sponge as much wisdom you can get from me as possible. I like it. Last question. So every episode, I always like to end on a high note. And this is a question that I ask every guest. I don't let them run from it. But um, as I ask this question to every guest, I basically um, ask if you had an opportunity to go back in time and minister to your younger self, what would you say? Oh, man. I'm looking at my 18-year-old yeah, self right now. You. And for me, it's don't fall for what's going on in the world. Just stay locked in for what you've been taught in your own household, and everything will be given to you. But don't go the, the, the long route of heartache and pain and suffering with some of it may be needed but don't put yourself in harm's way 
uh, just whatever focus and goals that you have, stay focused on those things. And if you lose friends, loved ones, whatever, you know, that's life. But at the end of the day, you just you could you continue to strive for the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal that you have in life. I got to be honest. Um, it blessed me when um, the idea was put in my heart to give you this opportunity because knowing you, I remember the first time I saw you dribble a basketball. I was impressed. And this is coming from a brother that has lived all over the world, you know, playing in New York and Jersey, Connecticut, and various places. But I knew there was something different that allowed us to to be drawn together and to be, you know, iron to each other's iron throughout life and to support the various missions we're doing. For anybody that's listening to this podcast episode and has been blessed with your content, I do want to give you one more opportunity also to talk about something you guys have coming up. Give it a plug for our, our Louisiana and South Mississippi listeners that may want to support you guys. Talk a little bit about uh, what you guys have coming up on March the 4th. Okay, on March the 4th at New Harvest Worship Center, we have an annual pot competition at Columbia Water Park. Of course, that's 49 Dean Grounder Drive, Columbia, Mississippi, 39483. And everything will begin at 7 a.m. It will end at 4 p.m. And, man, we, we have, like, a plan menu, whatever you think about from wildlife to soul food to uh, maybe even Jamaican food in there. It, it, it just it's unlimited food that, be, that, that goes there. But they will be judging the pot. Um, you know, they have, like, your turkey nets and shrimp and uh your corn and it have different things pig feet i know most people big on pig feet they have those type of things they have participants that are there to be judged at the end and they'll win a trophy of course and sometimes they might have other prizes i know sometimes they people will donate um just like a, a blower or a lawnmower it'd be a whole bunch of things that goes on out there and also there'll be people that There'll be vendors there as well that be selling different things like clothing. There may be furniture, uh, of course, food and, and desserts and all kind of things you could think of. So um, the fee for all participants is $35 and you will have to reach my dad or Watts will be to be the person. If anyone have any question concerns, please contact Seth Watts at 601. 441-6494. Again, that's 601-441-6494. And we'll be looking good to see you. And also, before I end, I know Anthony's a big 49er fan, y'all. So this and they win the Super Bowl. I probably won't hear the end of it, you know. But uh what you need to do is wear your jersey or NFL gear or attire for this event. So I'm going to support the Who That Nation. You know, uh, we're going to speak too much on it this year, but, you know, I'm going to stand bold and tall, you know. But um, please, I mean, as colorful as can be out there, man, represent your team, come out, and we're going to talk noise, of course. But, you know, uh, our, our motto is we are all winners when we are having fun. Simple. And with that said, guys, you've heard it. Here again, another knockout episode with bright lights that are shining in the community, doing positive things, having conversations we need to be having more of. So until the next episode, like, share. If you love this content, put it in the ears of somebody that can be blessed. Be blessed.
So if you've enjoyed today's content, I'd like to encourage you to like, share, rate, subscribe this episode, and be sure to find us on all platforms. Support, support, support. With that said, you guys have been blessed, and this is another episode of the End Zone Club Podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.